up in the morning, you gon' wake up in the morning. Fuck, I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see y'all What you guys are doing right now, it's the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you really not popping until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know really? you gotta be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You gotta be, you gotta be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the Guy. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Good morning, guys. Man, it's a hell of a Tuesday, goddammit. Why is it a hell of a Tuesday? Uh, it's a hell of a Tuesday because Blackish comes on tonight. Okay. And uh, tonight on Blackish. There is going to be a girlfriend's reunion. Okay. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of, there's some other good reasons, too. Why? What else? Today is National Fluffer Nutter Day. I don't even know what oh. that means. I don't know either, but it just sounded uh, entertaining. And also, you ain't got his song, huh? No, man. It's Nick Cannon's birthday, man. Drop on the clues, bro. Oh, happy Cannon. birthday, Nick Cannon. I want to be a gigolo. You ain't got gigolo yet. So I just want to let you know that none of that is, ex- is exciting as girlfriends being on Blackish tonight. I don't even know why you tried to change the subject. Okay, but Jill Marie Jones, Persia White, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Golden Brooks will be reuniting tonight on Blackish on ABC. God damn it. Okay? I can't wait to see that. So I got to go to Jacksonville today because I'm going to be at uh, Edward Waters College. But I need oh, to I have... thought you were going to watch the show. I was like, wow, you're really going all out. No, I'm going to, uh, it's mental health week because uh, the 10th is World Mental Health Day. So I'll be in uh, Edward, at Edward Waters College today talking about what I love to talk about, which is mental health. And then I'm going to have my black ass back home tonight. To watch Blackish. Mm. I don't know if that's exciting as Nick Cannon's birthday, but I, 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 I'll try. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Nick Cannon is excited about his birthday. Mm. Okay. All right. You know, uh, Hampton University called me yesterday. Uh, university called you? Yeah, well, people. if I say the people from Hampton University say their name, the people that represent Hampton University called me yesterday. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I, I frequently go there to talk about real estate. I, I have my podcast there, do parties, all types of things. But it was like, hey. It was like, it's, it's Mental Health Month, I believe. And it was like, we were trying to get Charlemagne down here to talk about mental health. I'm like, oh, I'm sure he'll do that. So I sent him your number. Did they call you yet? You going to call me the week of Mental Health Week? Look, Hampton's a little slow. What the hell's wrong with y'all, Hampton? <laughs> World <laughs> Mental Health Day is the 10th. You going to call me the week of? Hey, they're kind of slow. They call, they call them. I'm just letting Don't you know. Don't call them slow. They're little, hey, they're a little slow. They, it's I the mean, week. That is Envy's alma mater. Hey, watch so him out. Is a watch that's him out. Slow. Watch him out. <laughs> it's, <guy that> produced, <laughs> it's the school that produced DJ Envy. Hey, watch okay. your mouth. Well, shout out to Hampton University. They uh, hit me yesterday for your number. So I was like, yeah, I'm sure he'll do it. What's up with you, Yee? I'm still out here in Detroit just dealing with some things. You know, I have my properties out here. I have two houses that I'm working on. One of them I'm keeping. One of them I'm selling. So it was just a work in progress. And then today I'm talking at Wayne State University out here. All right. And then I'm back home tonight. I was trying to get Gigolo, but I could only find a Nick Cannon song called Hold On. Y'all ever heard of that one? No. Can we kill um, Tariq nope. St. Patrick already, bro? Oh, I finally caught up on Power, too, because I hadn't seen Power the last two weeks. Tariq St. Patrick might be the most unlikable character in TV history. He's doing his job. And that's saying a lot. He's doing his job. I can't think of the last... That means he's doing a great acting job. No, he's really Mm -hmm. not. I can't think of the last character that that I really did not like. He's just not a likable person. And if they're trying to set it up to where he's the next ghost, no. Mm. I usually root for the bad guys in TV shows and movies. Not Tariq. All right. I I thought that's not how they're setting it up. 
I thought it's supposed to be like the Chronicles of Ghost or something like that. Uh, maybe there's a new ghost because the way the last episode ended, you know. Hey, whoa, it, people didn't see it all. Well, all right. Well, the way the last episode ended, it was like Tariq is, is next up. Okay. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Pretty V will be joining us. Oh, man, I love Pretty V. If you don't know who Pretty V is, uh, you should follow her on social media. She's what you would call, I guess, a social media influencer, mm-hmm. social media star. She's on Wildin' Out. She's also hosting the uh, the pre-show for the BET Hip Hop Awards. That comes on tonight, too, right? Hosted by Lil Duval. Is it tonight? Is it tonight? Mm-hmm. Is it tonight? You can't throw stuff out there. Is it tonight? I think I'm it does come sure on tonight. tonight. Yeah, I think it does come on tonight. I think All so. All right, it is tonight. But let's get that correct. Are we sure? Are we 100% sure? You said it with such fact just now. I just said, I, I don't first, know. First, it was speculation. Is it? Hold on. Oh, my goodness. You all just be screaming stuff out, man. No, it is tonight. October, yeah, tonight at 8 o'clock. All right, so the show is on yeah. tonight at 8 o'clock, right? <laughs> so Pretty V will be joining us this morning. That's right. And we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Yes, we are going to talk about the judge, Tammy Kemp, in this Amber Geiger murder trial. She is now speaking out about hugging her at sentencing. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, last night at Monday Night Football, the 49ers crushed the Browns 31-3. Now, also, congratulations to the Yankees. The Yankees swept the Twins. They're going to play the winner of the Rays versus the Astros. And I'm praying that the Yankees make it to the World Series. I mean, they're probably going to take on Houston. So, trade the truth. If you want to bet, we could bet a little bit. Um, but I pray that they make it to the World Series. I don't think my dad has ever been to the World Series. When we were a kid and the Yankees were made, you know, made it, we, we couldn't afford no tickets to the World Series. But now that I can afford it, I really want to take them, take him and my son. So, it be like a big family outing. So, I'm hoping... The Yankees make it this year to the World Series, so let's cross our fingers. Now, what else we got, Yee? Well, let's talk about the judge, Tammy Kemp, in the Amber Geiger murder trial. She's now speaking out, and she said she couldn't refuse giving a hug. Here's what she had to say. I think it did radiate love throughout the room. There was, like, a huge release of emotion and tension, and there was a level of hope. I'm surprised that people think the hug was somehow detrimental. Had you witnessed the person who was hurting as Miss Geiger was, I don't know a person who would have denied her that human contact. (laughs) What I wanted to say to her was, please forgive yourself. My God. She also said that she thought her actions were acceptable because it came after all official proceedings have been completed. I don't know how anyone could think that was appropriate. Watching that sister hug that woman really looks like look like some massive we sick, massive we got 10 years, comforting that woman as if she's not a full-blown criminal, okay? That was the equivalent of cops buying Dylan Roof Burger King after he killed those nine beautiful souls at Emanuel AME. Not to mention she got 10 years. If you think, if you think she should have gotten more time, which she should have, it's clear mm-hmm. to see why she didn't because the judge was biased. And no one has yet to show me a judge doing that in any other case. Nobody right, has, she said, nobody she requested me a hug, and I'm embarrassed to say I didn't say yes right away. She asked me a second time, and between those asks, I was reminded about my responsibility to show love and compassion. I've even seen other judges say that that wasn't appropriate. So, I, I, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, that's uh, that next show, level. That shows that she had clear bias as a judge the whole time, because she felt sorry for the, the self felt sorry for her. Mm. All right, now, Instagram is getting rid of that following activity tab. So you know how you can see whoever you follow, what they did, their activities, if they followed somebody, liked something, and all of that? Well, now you can only see the activity that's going on your account. Oh, that's going to be horrible for girlfriends. Now girlfriends can't keep up with who their man is following. Oh, so you can't tell who you're following. 
That's who they like if they double tap somebody and things like that. So really? wow. now so, you can't see what goes on in their activity tabs. Wow, now you don't have to shadow follow Bernice Burgos no more. You can just follow her. <laughs> you can just follow her and your girl will never know. I mean, you can look in somebody's follows to see who they're following. You just can't yeah, see man. when it happens. Nobody got time for all that. Yeah, I- <laughs> Do you think not? I'm, I'm sure there's some people out there that's checking right now. There's as some people we speak. who have all the time in the world. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or a horrible night, or maybe a Yankee fan and your, Yan- your Yankees won. 800 585 1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Will. Will, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Um, I just wanted to say, man, is Charlemagne in there? He's here. I'm right here, King. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about your, uh, your Cowboys, bro. I know you've been... He's been waiting for that one, bro. Been, uh... <laughs> that game was two days ago. He's been waiting for that one. <laughs> what, is, what, what are you sorry about, though? We still 3-2. and two. We all right. New Orleans, and the Saints gave y'all y'all first L, and ever since that, man, y'all just been doing bad. What you mean, ever so, since uh... then? It's been two weeks. <laughs> what are you talking about? we lost two games in a row. And we got and, the Jets. Uh, hey, listen, we got the Jets this week. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get back yeah, on track so this week. Yeah, I, I think you'll be all right with the Jets. Man, y'all really, I think you, I think you, uh, I think you jumped the ball, bro. I think you, you shouldn't have been, you know, so hard on, you know, my Cowboys. My bro, my bro, I've been jumping the gun for 41 years with my Cowboys. I ain't yeah. new to this Dallas Cowboy standum, okay? <laughs> that is a fact. All right. All right. Look, one more, one more thing, one more thing. Look, I listen to the lip service, uh, Angeli, and I just want to say, you know. You're doing your thing. I like, I like, you know, seeing both sides of you. You know, the freaky side and the sophisticated side. So that's what's well, up. Thank you. Doing your thing. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can do both. Go. All right, E. All right, all right, bro. Sophisticated yet ratchet. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Ryan from uh, Manhattan. Hey, Ryan from Manhattan. How you doing today, brother? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm feeling very blessed. Um, my wife and I are celebrating the anniversary of our tipping paint business that we started called Fly Arts and Brushes. And we're very nice. excited about that. It's been going really great for us. Oh, you, you, what type of business is that? Explain what the business is. Uh, actually, it's a mobile sip and paint business. We uh, bring the sip and paint parties to, to your house or to your business. Oh, so wine and you paint and you get real sexy and all that stuff? Is that what y'all paint naked people? Yeah. Uh, we haven't cool. yet, but we can. If that's what you want, we can do that. Nah, yeah. I just saw those sipping paints where it's a bunch of women and it's like a naked man standing there and they just all painting the naked woman. Is that what naked you want man? To do? Uh, we're not going to do that one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, All no, right. you just well, paint. You just paint whatever you business, feel like. <laughs> oh, you know, by the way, uh, Angela Yee, you might want to check yes, the mail room. Uh, we just recently sent you one of our original paintings, so you might want to make sure to enter. Oh, you, you guys sent that Hennessy bottle. Yes, yes, that was us. That was fire. Yeah, that was great work. You guys do do great work, so that's amazing. Congratulations on that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, thank you. All righty, bro. Have a good one. Well, love. And good luck with everything, bro. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, man. I really don't want to say my name. You know, maybe you don't mind, but I just got to get it off my chest. Like, I feel like 
Like, every morning I get up, man, I, I feel, like, horrible. Like, right now I'm going through this whole custody thing with my daughter, and I just want to know why is it so hard to re remain a good father? Like, it's, it seems like if you're a good father, they want to attack you. If you're a bad father, they want to leave you be. Like, I've been in my daughter's life for five years five years and now because i moved on i'm happy with the, in another relationship by now i gotta go through all this like all this problems yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry i'm just calling to get it off my chest because it's really it's really it's really hurting me yeah no it's i really can hear hurting. it in your voice bro i mean you gotta and we're keep sorry fighting. to hear that you gotta keep fighting to be a good father i mean don't let your, your your relationship with your baby mom ruin that you mean at the end of the day a, you're a father you'd be a great father brother I'm, a, I'm afraid, bro. I'm afraid because I'm afraid to go into the system and now I'm going to have to pay more money to see my daughter less. That's what I'm afraid of. I never yeah. wanted to go to the system. I did everything. I, try, I tried to do everything I could to remain out of the system, out of the courts. I gave her money. I gave her everything she wants. But now that I'm happy and I moved on and my daughter loves me, I got to go through this. Yeah. What, about a, what, what about a lawyer helping you with custody? You don't have a lawyer helping you with your custody? I went to go see a lawyer, and obviously I'm gonna have to pay some some thousands of dollars. I right. believe lawyers are there for for people who have money, because honestly, I can't afford to get this lawyer, and the, and the lawyer doesn't give me anything. Like, there's no win. Right. I'm the pain when I'm at the pay. All the lawyer's gonna do is just represent me and say things that I could possibly say myself. So I'm not gonna pay for a thousand just to have somebody sit there. Yeah, but this money. is about an investment into your child and your child's life and the future of you two together. I agree. I just, I'm just afraid to give this lawyer money and nothing comes from it. Right. It, but this I'm, is an investment. You have to, and I know it. I know it sucks, but it is something that, unfortunately, if you want to put yourself in a better position and you care enough about, and clearly you do about your relationship with your child, sometimes you have to come up out of your pocket, which sucks, but you got to do it, and it might end up working out in your benefit. It might. It what, might. What does your baby it mother want? Not. What does she what What does she say she wants? You know what she say? Give her more time or give her more money. So I said, all right, I have, I have an apartment where my daughter has her own room. Why can't my daughter stay with me? Like, why? Like, I'm here to support you. I mean, if you want to go to school, I'll support that. I'll, I'll help you get a laptop to go to school, whatever you need. But why, but why now that I, I'm in a relationship, a happy relationship, I finally introduced my girl to, to my daughter. And my daughter loves her. My daughter loves her. But now that I like we have a little tiny family, my, my the mother of my child doesn't doesn't want that. So she's trying to like eliminate me from my daughter's life, and that's not cool. To give you an example, I just got I just got into the union, which gives me great benefits. Mm -hmm. Why can't I get my daughter underneath my insurance? Why? Mm -hmm. Why can't you give me the information that I need to put my daughter underneath my insurance? I don't understand that. And my brother, I, I I I appreciate you getting it off your chest. I think it's good to vent, but these are conversations you really should be having with your attorney. I know that it's gonna cost. I know it's gonna cost you money, but man, you know it's worth it in the end. I appreciate that. And you know what? It, it is the conversation I should be having in private. So if you guys don't air this, that's fine. But at least, no, I, no, I didn't say you should have it in private. We are here for you to vent and you get it You should have it with your attorney. Not, not in private. You should have it with your attorney. Well, stay strong, bro, and you keep fighting for your for your I'm child, man. You Thank you, guys. Because the, the, the only person that can help him in a situation like this is, is, is a good attorney. You know what I'm saying? It sounds to me like he wants he wants custody more than anything. Right. You know? So or, or, only a good or lawyer or can help you get that.
All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up anytime. Now, we got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, let's talk about Rihanna. She has something new coming out. It's not an album, but we'll tell you what it is if you're a fan. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Rihanna has a book coming out. It's a visual autobiography with over 1,000 photos, which documents her career, and it's 504 pages. It will also have snapshots from her childhood in Barbados, her worldwide tours, her fashion moments, and private time with friends and family. She said, I'm so excited to share this collection of incredible images. I'm very grateful to the talented photographers and artists who contributed. We've been working on the book for over five years, and I'm really happy to be able to finally share it with everybody. That's so they're saying this book weighs about 15 pounds, and it costs $175, so you can pre-order the Rihanna book on Rihanna's website now. That's smart. A, a picture book of Rihanna? Who wouldn't grab yep. that? Mm-hmm. It's a dope coffee Listen, table I'm book. into it. And they're saying the book is also going to get a big album release party, of course, at the Guggenheim Museum, and that's going to be happening Friday in New York City. Okay. All right, now, Tiny, T.I.'s wife, Tiny, she's had at least $750,000 worth of jewelry stolen from her over the weekend. The robbery took place while she was grabbing a drink at Bar Amalfi in Atlanta. Mm. She got there in her Lamborghini at 8.45 p.m. She went to the bar. She didn't realize her property was missing until she came back to her vehicle around 11.45 p.m. And that's when they confirmed that the Atlanta Police Department says she did report theft of her jewelry. I mean, there was a lot going on in Atlanta this weekend. You had the BET Hip Hop Awards. You had that, uh, I think it was a film festival on Sunday. You had the, the Tyler Perry grand opening. She had all that in her car? Yeah, she said it was in a blue velour bag that was on top of the center console of her Damn. Lamborghini SUV. Her friend went to the car to grab a deck of cards, and Tiny says her friend had no idea that was in the car. The jewelry was in there. There was no sign of forced entry. There was no damage to the vehicle. I'm so, sh- I'm, listen, I'm sure the wolves were out this weekend. Absolutely. But I know that they need to return T.I.'s wife's uh, items expeditiously, okay? I'm sure T.I. made right, a couple now- phone calls. Speaking of Atlanta, let's talk about Tyler Perry. And he's discussing squashing his beef with Spike Lee. You know, taking the high road. We told you already that he did actually name one of the sound studios in honor of Spike Lee. Mm -hmm. And here's what he had to say about that. You cannot deny what he has done uh, in the film industry and how he's been on the forefront to help me and everybody else get to the place where we are. So, you know, Spike called me a few years ago when he came to my house, flew down Atlanta, we sat down, we had a great conversation. And and the beauty is, that's what I'm hoping that people will understand. Like, when Oprah and I worked together, it was a huge moment. But this moment for me and Spike is a huge moment. So I'm hoping that we as people start to come together and understand that, hey, everything's all right, everything's cool, you can have your opinion, I can have mine, but we all are going in the same direction. So I just wanted to honor him for what he's done. That's dope. Hey, man, Tyler's yeah, Spike Lee, my example. Had, I respect that. Right, Spike Lee had once called Medea, the Medea franchise, coonery and buffoonery, so now they've made up. Oh, Spike, now, and another Ty- person- Spike and Tyler didn't have a real issue. It was just a matter of, you know, difference of opinion when it comes to the type of art they make, but people like that can do more together than apart. Tyler got the studio, Spike got the creative, and they can collab on something amazing. All right, now, Ellen DeGeneres, she was under some heat for sitting next to George W. Bush, former President George W. Bush, at the Dallas Cowboys-Green Bay Packers game. On social media, people were going in on her just because of his views. He's a conservative Republican president. Uh, People were upset. She said they thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? Well, here's what she had to say. Here's the 
thing. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay, that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but, but I'm friends with people who wear fur. But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. Okay, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't see the problem. Why are people so afraid to talk to people with a difference of opinion, you know, different beliefs? Like, who wants to be in a constant echo chamber all the time? Social media makes you comfortable with group thinking. Absolutely. As long as you have your people who think like you and believe what you believe, then you feel safe. But that's, that doesn't contribute to your growth at all. I come up here every day and talk to this Cowboys fan. And I don't. I, I, the fact that he's a Cowboys fan, I don't look at him any different. <laughs> Maybe I do right. a little bit. There well, you guys go. I look at you different for a number of reasons. Okay, not just your sports teams. What? It's, probably, it's really the beige rage, to be honest with you. But it just reinforces every negative stereotype I had about light skin men. I'm sorry. I know y'all hate colorism. It, but if it's not a stereotype, if it's true. Wow. I don't mind a J. Cowboys fan. I just leave uh, it Let's that. move on. And let's talk about Sky from Black and Crew. She got into it with a New York City taxi driver who cut her off in traffic. She actually jumped out of her car and got in the cab driver's face basically ready to fight. They're saying the cab had nearly sideswiped her vehicle and she did have her security with her and she posted, hey, what's up? I usually don't address these sort of things. However, I'm in a place in my life where accountability is important. The video floating around featuring the taxi driver and I exchanging of words is being misconstrued. There's more to the story than what's being seen. This driver recklessly hits myself and my loved ones. We attempted a peaceful resolution, and he jumped off the deep end, which caused me to react. If you know me, my love for people runs deep in no way, shape, or form. Do I think my reaction was perfect? It was provoked. I do want it to be known, being from New York, my love for taxi drivers and the public transportation system runs deep. It's been more pleasant run-ins than not. Either way, I'm moving in from this situation <laughs> knowing I could have handled it better. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say they actually loved the taxi driver. No, what yeah, she did was, well, why do people apologize? I'm tired of people apologize. The taxi cab cut her off. They got into an argument. The taxi cab got a little crazy. Her security yoked them up. There is no reason to apologize. Well, None. she was yelling at her security guard, beat his ass, oh. beat his ass. Well, well maybe he needed his yeah, ass maybe I don't know the She was all in his face. The taxi cab driver grabbed him first. Yeah, beat his ass. I, I don't know the full context of the story. So I'm just talking right. You don't want you. You also don't want to put your security in a position where they might get in trouble for beating someone. I ain't gonna front. Sometimes taxi cab drivers cut you off in a way where they need an ass beating. I'm not gonna lie. I think think that's not security's responsibility is not to do that. You try to resolve the situation as peacefully as possible. Taxi cab almost cut me off so crazy, almost crashed and died. Yeah, by the way, to get his ass beat. Sometimes they drive crazy. Maybe y'all are uh, misconstruing security with a goon. Cause that's a goon's job. But maybe that's security goon. Saying Uh, you don't want those. You don't want goonerity. 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 You don't want goonerity. You know what I'm saying? You want real goonery. Security. You know I was saying? saying. No, security, yes. Hey, goon, you don't want a goon security. You don't want goonerity. 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 You don't want goonerity. I got what you said. They, might, they can escalate a situation. Sagoonery. There you go. Sagoonery. Sagoonery. You don't want sagoonery. It's a lot of people out there that have sagoons. Sagoon. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Sagoonery instead of security. Sagoonery. Okay? Sagoonery. You don't want no sagoonery. All right, well, we got well, let's talk about the judge who sentenced DeAndre Somerville to 10 days in jail for oversleeping for jury duty. We'll tell you what the progress has been with that. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, in Monday Night Football, the 49ers crushed the Browns 31-3. to 49ers are undefeated, man. Mm-hmm. So, to all the 49ers fans out there, like my man E-40, 
Like my man Black from Mount Corner, South Carolina. I literally just told Black just now. I'm like, it's good to see you repping your 49ers uh, 25 plus years later. Mm-hmm. You, know, you remember, you know, for real, because we were these we were these football fans in middle school and high school. You know, yeah. Consistent. And congratulations to uh, the Yankees. My Yankees, they swept the Twins. Now, um, they're going to play the winner of the Rays versus the Astros. I'm excited about this. I hope the Yankees make it to the World Series. My dad has never been to a World Series before. When we were kids, I just couldn't afford it. But now I can, and I'm going to take him and the kids, make it a big family. I think it'll be great. So please, Yankees, make it. I thought if you're from Queens, you got to be a Mets fan. Uh, nah. A lot of people from Queens are. My dad worked near Yankee Stadium, so we always got Yankee Stadium tickets as a kid. So yeah. we used to go to Yankee games. So well, imagine the question, Yankee fans. If the Mets were in this position, would you be rooting for the Mets? Would you be saying my Mets? No, I've always been a Yankees fan. Okay, yeah, he's always been a Yankees fan. Sure. Always been a Yankees he, fan. He'll wear a Mets hat though. Somebody, yeah, for somebody, Queens, somebody, but somebody, if it matches. Somebody note this for next year. Uh, you know, years to come. You know. Even if I'm not here, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, <laughs> I want to make sure that, you know, Envy's consistent with his I'm Yankees. a Yankees fan. Yankees Just like I'm a Giants fan. But anyway, okay. what else are you talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about the judge who sentenced DeAndre Somerville to 10 days in jail because he overslept and didn't show up for jury duty. The judge has said that 21-year-old DeAndre has uh, actually so- shown remorse for what he's done because DeAndre wrote a letter to the judge. He said, it was an immature decision that I made and I paid the price for my freedom. He said, before my hearing, I walked into the courtroom, a free man with no criminal record. I left a criminal in handcuffs. That's just for oversleeping. Now, the judge said, I know he's been totally rehabilitated and that he (laughs) also ordered probation because he wanted other people to understand that serving on a jury is serious business, deserving of attention, respect, and adherence to their oath. So he said the publicity surrounding the case made this clear so he doesn't feel like that punishment is necessary anymore. I need that judge to shut the F up forever. Rehabilitated from what? (laughs) From oversleeping? From from oversleeping? (laughs) What, he's learned how not to oversleep now? The hell are we talking about? What is he rehabilitated from? According to friends and family, too, they told the judge that young DeAndre helps care for his disabled grandfather and he volunteers in the community as well. Young DeAndre did nothing wrong. He's a 21-year-old kid who overslept for jury duty. There's no reason he should have got 10 days in jail. He had no criminal record. Three months probation. Mm-mm-mm. Like 150 hours community service and a fine. Come on, man. Knock it off. You're just trying to make an example out of him because he was black. And the judge said that, said that in, in but so many words when he said he was the only African-American on the jury. Correct. All right, now speaking of judges, oh man, a federal judge dismissed Donald Trump's effort to keep his tax returns from being turned over to a New York grand jury. So it looks like he will uh, have to turn over those tax returns. I don't know when he's going to do it, if it's going to happen, but he will. Now, Donald Trump tweeted out yesterday, the radical left Democrats have failed on all fronts. So now they are pushing local New York City and state Democrat prosecutors to go get President Trump. A thing like this has never happened to any president before, not even close. Trump, every president has to turn in their taxes. Right, that's why Everybody this has never happened because we've before. never had this what issue before. About, but this bro. is going to be good because we get to see who we spent the money on when he had to pay people off. That should all be there and all this write-offs. His yeah, you'll see all that. All the money he spent. Right, and all the tax breaks that he got and all the bankruptcy filings and everything. So. Correct. But who knows? You know, he's been stalling out everything, so he's acting like he doesn't have to do it. Okay. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, during rumors, you talked about Ellen and uh, George Washington. Uh, George Washington, G.W. George Bush. Washington. <laughs> George Washington. How old do you think yeah. Ellen is? George Bush. <laughs> now, we were talking about they were both at the game, and people were mad about this, and this is what she had to say about it. Here 
here's the thing. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but, but I'm friends with people who wear fur. But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. I, George W. Bush is interesting because I remember when everyone thought he was the Antichrist and uh, that he was behind 9-11. Like, it was just all type of things about George W. Bush. Then they started right. to, to love him again for some some odd reason because uh, I guess him and Michelle, used to, Michelle, uh, First Lady Obama used to sit by each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I don't get it. Now they're mad at Ellen for sitting with him. Like, I don't, well, I don't understand the ebbs and flows of... Of, of of people's love with George W. Bush. Well, let's let's right. open up the phone line. He just never seemed that smart. 800-585-1051. Can you be friends with someone that doesn't share the same views as you? Like, for instance, could you be friends with a Trump supporter? Uh, yeah. I'm sure we all are. 800-585-1051. It's different to work for somebody. I mean, because you don't know what somebody's views is as your boss, but friends is a little different. I don't. I don't. I, I, it depends what what they support Donald Trump for. If you have a conversation with most Trump supporters, they'll tell you they support him for financial reasons. Maybe, maybe if maybe for everything. Maybe the fact that maybe finances. Maybe same. If they feel the same thing about immigration, can you be friends with somebody like that? I gotta. I gotta. I gotta hear their views. I gotta hear exactly why they feel the way that they feel. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Can you be friends with someone that doesn't share the same views as if you? If it's just rooted in like racism and bigotry and hate, Whoa. then I would be like, well. Why do you have a racist, bigoted friend? You know, because you didn't just find that out because he started to support Trump. Maybe he did. I mean, no. you know, sometimes there's a lot of people out there that necessarily don't share their views. But then the fact that they vote for Trump, maybe they feel like Im immigrants are stealing jobs. Maybe they want tax breaks. But can yes, you be majority, friends with somebody majority, like that? Majority of people I know who voted for Trump voted for Trump. Number one, because they support their party, which is the Republicans. And number two is because it was for financial reasons. All right. Well, 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Ellen and her relationship with George Bush. Uh, people were mad that they seen him at the Cowboys game, and this is what she had to say after. Here's the thing. I'm friends with George Bush. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. For instance, I wish people wouldn't wear fur. I don't like it, but, but I'm friends with people who wear fur. But just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. 800 1051 can you be friends with somebody that you don't necessarily have the same beliefs in? All right. Now, um, start with you, Yee. Can you be friends with somebody? Uh, like uh, that? It depends on on how strong those beliefs are. If somebody I feel is a detrimental person, a not a good person, a racist person, I can't see myself being friends with somebody like that. But as far as beliefs, can I, you know, not agree with you on certain things? Absolutely. I have friends who there's plenty of things that we don't agree with each other on. But I think fundamentally, if I don't think you're a good person, I wouldn't be friends with you anyway. Now, what do you think, Charlamagne? Um, uh, I could have a conversation. 
with 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 oh I, I keep it in like just the Trump use the Trump as example. I could have a conversation with a Trump supporter. I could be friends with a Trump voter. I think it's a difference. Like you know, I can have a conversation with you. You know, if you're a Trump supporter, but if you're just a, if you voted for Trump, I could be your friend because I feel like you know most Trump voters I know voted for him because of their own self interest. Uh, most of those interests were financial, but they can admit that what Trump is now doing is wrong and unpatriotic. A Trump supporter who still supports this fascist regime, I don't think I could be friends with you, but I could have a conversation with you because I, I just feel and I also feel sorry for some conservatives because they have let Trump come in and really change the narrative of the whole party. Like the Trump was a different than typical conservatives, and that's why when traditional Republicans don't speak out against him, people just lumped him all together. But I have plenty of conservative friends, and a lot of them work in this building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I. it depends. So we can use the Trump situation. Yeah, I, I, I'm friends with people that voted for Trump, but not voted for Trump because of the fact that he's a racist or, or the fact what he wants to do with immigrants, but... Like you said, because they make a lot of money and mm-hmm. they feel like Trump will give them a lot of business breaks. And he has. Uh, other than that, they know that he's a nasty and horrible individual. But like you said, they voted for him for their self. In the yeah, I just, I, I just think support. I don't know. They, those still don't sound like good people. No. Just, I don't care about everybody else. I only care about myself. Uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely voting my interest in 2020. You know what I'm saying? But um, but support and voting are two different things. Yeah, you can't you can't say that. And the reason you can't say that is because a lot of people that that are, that voted for Trump are people that, that were broke and had nothing all their life and worked hard and now they're doing great and they don't want to be taxed and they don't want to be double taxed when they give their money to their kids. So they didn't know he was going to be such a racist. They just so knew forget, that, they just so knew that he was going to have a lot of tax breaks. So forget all the racial profiling and not letting people in the country and kicking immigrants out and ripping families apart. I just care about my tax breaks. Well, that's how a lot of people feel. And they didn't know he was going to do all that when he got into office. But uh, they know now. But now they know. I mean, now they're not and supporting that's, and him. That, and that's why I said it's the difference between support and voting. If you're, uh, if you just voted for him, then you can you voted because of your self interest, but you can admit that what he's doing is wrong and unpatriotic, and you probably wouldn't vote for again. But a supporter still supports him no matter what. And they support all his racism, and they support this fascist regime that that we're under. I couldn't be friends with a supporter. Correct. But if you voted, yeah, we can have a conversation. We can all be right. friends. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? My name is Sasha. Hey, Sasha. Can you be friends with someone that doesn't share the same views as you? Yes, indeed. I believe so. I'm in a relationship with a man who is a Sunni Muslim, and I practice Ifa. So while he's in there praying to Allah... I'm lighting candles for my Awun and Yemoya. <laughs> it's possible. It's kind of weird. We have interesting conversations, but we work out. Mm-hmm. Well, what about when y'all want to do the ooh-ah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really great. <laughs> okay, okay. Y'all find common ground there, huh? <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> All you need is one, you all you need is three things in common, and What's the three that? things that people have in common are usually drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sex. And that's about it. You said three. What's, what, what? I was about to say music, yeah, that but was... not, that's, that's not even music. Mm-hmm. I, I, music is a universal language, but everybody don't like the same music. 800-585-1051. Can you be friends with someone that doesn't share the same views as you? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Come on. 800-585-1051. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Ellen and George Bush. They were at the Cowboys game, and people were mad. Yeah, I was mad too. The fact that they were at the Cowboys game, but people were mad that they were actually. Oh, you were just mad about that game. <laughs> well, I was actually happy because the Cowboys lost. But so they don't like George W. Bush again. I guess not. Because there was a period where George W. Bush, y'all think people hated Trump. People didn't like George W. Bush. Correct. He, they right. thought he was the Antichrist. Correct. I okay. think people were confused about Ellen being with him just because she's a lesbian and his views on uh, homosexuals. I don't know what George W. Bush's views are on homosexuality. I have mm-hmm. no idea. So the question is, can you be friends with someone that doesn't share the same views and Mich- as and, you? And Michelle Obama said George W. Bush is like her, her that's who she sits by at every event. Like They're like friends. Mm. Hello, who's this? This is T. Hey, T. Can you be friends with someone that doesn't share the same views as you? Well, my boyfriend currently um, does not have any, like, spiritual beliefs. And I believe in God, and he doesn't. Um, We've talked about, you know, why I believe and why he doesn't. Um, But right now, we just don't force our views on one another. Um, Because, like, from my perspective, I just feel like, you know, religion is your own personal relationship. So you can't force anybody to build a relationship with God. So I feel like, you know, when the time comes, eventually he may see the light. He might not. But, you know, I don't let it affect our relationship. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mama. Hello. Who's this? Oh, this is Tatiana. Hey, Tatiana. Can you be friends with someone that doesn't share the same views as you? Uh, first off, I want to say absolutely yes. Um, like, in my life right now, I'm saved. I got plenty of friends that's not. So I can be the influence. Secondly, it's Ellen. Ellen's my best friend. <laughs> Ellen is great. I'm telling you, Ellen ain't met me yet, y'all. But Ellen's my best friend. And all these people that got Paul Hooter, they're going to have to go through me now. And, okay. Like, if you pay attention, you watch Ellen. She, she is the example that we all need. Let me ask you. be kind and be cool with other people. I'm telling you. Let me ask, let me, I'm her best friend. Let me ask a question because I didn't I don't I didn't see this story, so mm-hmm. I don't know where this is coming from. Is it the LGBT community that's upset? Or just people? It's just in people general? that follow just people on social media that follow her. So let me ask you a question. Why is nobody upset over George W. Bush and Michelle Obama? They have done interviews gushing over each other and how they have such a great relationship and there's pictures of them hugged up together. I never saw Michelle get that kind of backlash. Because it's Michelle. And Michelle loves all... <laughs> not Michelle. Mm-hmm. Ellen loves all of them. Ellen loves everybody. It's I'm, just it's just somebody they need to be mad at. Yeah, I'm just I confused. I haven't heard the whole story yet. I just heard y'all on the radio this morning. That's my best friend. <laughs> y'all can't come for her. Yeah, I'm just confused that when people choose to be upset about things. I don't, I don't know. All right. Thank you, Mama. Ray, you there? I sure am. Hey, Ray. Can you be friends with someone that doesn't share the same values as you? Um, I'm okay with someone that doesn't share the same values as me. Um, I agree with what you guys said earlier, but it depends on, like, especially because of immigration and stuff like that, depends on why they think the way they think. Because you never know until you've heard them out. Yeah, they be having different views than me. They be telling me stuff that I be like, oh, mm, interesting. I didn't know that was the case. And, yeah, you learn a lot about a person when you realize they don't agree. Um, right. I was talking to someone earlier because my ex-husband, he actually agrees with Donald Trump on whole immigration things. He feels like they're stealing jobs and stuff like that. And um, people laugh at him because, see, I'm black and he's white. And we have mm-hmm. a biracial child. So I don't understand how those racist things are coming out of his mouth when it's like he just completely forgot about the ex-chocolate in his life. <laughs> right, we see, y'all di- we see y'all divorced now. 
Because some people's opinion does not matter on these type of subjects. Right and when you look at the list and you see how 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 out of order it is and some of the people that they have on it and some of the people that's not on it, you realize, like, okay, this person don't know who the hell it, what they're talking about. All right, now let's talk about Oprah. She made a visit to Morehouse College, and while visiting, she also made a donation as she celebrated the 30th anniversary of her uh, scholarship program. I'm proud of everybody in attendance at this school who is seeking to know more clearly who you are, the value you hold, and how you will share that value with the rest of the world. I was really surprised to learn that it's been 30 years since I made that $12 million donation to Morehouse. And so today, I would like to add $13 million to that. Wow. Oh, let me add that up real quick. What's 13 plus 12? 25. 25. Okay, 25. So Oprah done dropped a cool 25 million on Morehouse College. Drop on the clues bombs for Oprah Winfrey. Absolutely. And she's had this scholarship program for 30 years, so she's been donating all that time. Scholarship programs are great. Mm -hmm. That's great. All right, now Evelyn Lozada is suing OG, her basketball wife's co-star, and that is for defamation. According to Evelyn Lozada, ever since OG called her a racist bigot on social media, she's been losing all kinds of work. She said, uh, Evelyn's message said, nobody watches you harder than the people that can't stand you. And she posted a picture of uh, an orangutan, a laughing orangutan, and OG took offense to that and said, wow, so now black women are monkeys. Everyone boycott this trash box. You are disgusting. And then OG also said, and there it is. Show your true colors, you racist bigot. You called Cece Lingling, Jackie a cockroach, and now me a monkey. Well, here's some audio of Evelyn from Basketball Wives. You always have a problem, Evelyn. No, I have a problem with you. Everybody. I have a problem with you, Lily. What's Lily? The nail shop girl. So because I guess CC Asian, she called her Lily and called her the nail shop girl. So Evelyn said as a result of OG calling her a racist, she basically lost several brand endorsements. And now she's suing for defamation and infliction of emotional distress. I don't know how far that's going to go. Ah, boy, right. I don't know either. I don't know why you're holding back Envy. I know Envy want to get off so yeah, bad. Envy watches he don't want to so... get off because I'm here. No, I don't, I don't, I don't I, I, want I see that you part. holding back. Get I off. Like the other go, part girl. When they, when they was fighting and she was okay. patting her poom poom and she was gyrating. Hey, that was the good hey, part. Hey, I see you. Why are you gyrating? And why did you pat your poom poom? Why was you saying, hey, 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 cheering me on? <laughs> I like to see my girl go. <laughs> That's my bitch over there. Go, I'm in bitch. Detroit. I don't know what's going on you, in there You right ain't going to call me a bitch. I'm going to follow you, ho. I'm going Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Joker. Ever since the movie Joker came out, there's been a spike on searches, and those searches have been on Pornhub. Apparently, certain very enthusiastic Joker fans are looking for any type of related content. Oh, Joker to porn? Joker on Pornhub. Do they yes. have Joker porn? Um... Why don't you go on Pornhub and Google nah, it? No, I'm not going to look at that. It's not going to be on my search engine or my uh, laptop. <laughs> All right. You were asking. I thought you wanted to know, mm -mm. so... Yeah, so that's a, been a big search for people. I don't know if that seems appealing to me. Why would Joker and Pornhub? What's the, what's the correlation? Could it, the well, movie I just guess came the movie's out. doing people so well. Joker so you fans. know how. Yeah, and you know how in porn they actually spoof a lot of these movies in real life situations. Oh, so as people well, are googling. So. Is a Joker? Is a Joker porno? I guess so. Oh, okay. All right, now Jason Mitchell from The Shy, formerly from The Shy, he is enrolled in counseling and personal development. That's all because of the allegations against him. He's completed a mental health course to get help in relation to the misconduct allegations that have been made by people that he's worked with. He lost two acting gigs because of this, and now he's taking some steps 
to try to get things together. You so. think Hollywood would hire him again? I mean, I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind him doing that. You know, go do the work. You know, if you got anger management problems mm-hmm. or whatever it is, go go do the work on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, to find some healing. Right. Maybe, maybe after you find some healing, I mean, shoot, they've accepted people in Hollywood that have done way worse. Yeah, you know. Well, listen, know. I'm all for people doing whatever they need to do to get themselves right and get better. So also, we still don't really know what he did. That is true. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Right, but if counseling helps him, if whatever he has to do helps him personally, we're all for that. Whether or not you work in his business again, I think uh, if you feel like it's necessary, then yeah, make it happen. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. The most important thing is that, you know, Jason finds, you know, whatever healing he's looking for. He, he, cor- he, he corrects whatever wrongs he got going on within him. Correct. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne! Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? I need the NFL to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a little word with them. The whole NFL? Yes. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Yes, donkey today for Tuesday, October 8th goes to the NFL. Now, I really don't understand the rules of the NFL. Like, I don't know what they accept and I don't know what they don't accept. I don't know what they find appropriate and I don't know what they find inappropriate. But if it's one thing the NFL should embrace, it's God. Okay, see, if I was an NFL player, Every second, every minute, every hour of my life, I'd be praying to the most high that I don't suffer a career-threatening injury, that I don't get paralyzed, that I don't die on that football field, period, okay? I, I know football, like life is a game of chance. But one thing about this game of chance, when you operate like your life is rigged by a higher power and things are going to work out regardless because it's God engineering this thing and not you, then things seem to work out. Now, even when they don't, you still have to give God the glory because I personally feel like we are just all God's children. Okay, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I am a spiritual person. And being that I'm a spiritual person, I will always give God the glory in everything I do. And I don't give a damn who gets upset about it. I don't think anyone or any company has the right to intervene when it comes to someone's faith or religious beliefs. Okay, let people worship how they want to worship. Now, in the case of the NFL, it's a young man named Demario Davis. He plays for the New Orleans Saints. Now, even though, okay... The New Orleans Saints started this two-game losing streak my Cowboys are currently on. I can still be objective and point out an injustice that is happening to one of their players. Okay, see, Demario Davis was fined $7,000 for wearing a headband. Not just because he was wearing a headband, but because of what the headband said. See, the NFL has a personal message policy. According to the NFL rulebook, any personal message is prohibited on the football field, even if that message is about our creator. Let's go to WXIA 11 Alive with a report, please. Linebacker Demario Davis was hit with a $7,000 fine over the weekend for wearing a headband that said Man of God. Now, that was against the Seahawks in week three. When it comes to personal messages, the league says no thanks. That is considered a uniform violation. Now, if Davis moves forward, he's going to face double the fine. That'll be closer to $14,000 the next time he wears the headband. How do you find a saint for praising God? Okay. I mean, Jesus Christ, man of God, simple man of God, that's what I am. Salute to all the women of God out there as well. We're all children of God, okay? We are all children of the Most High. Look, even if you don't believe in God per se and you're an atheist, you have to admit that there's something out there bigger than you. But even if you don't, so what? Okay, are the people in the NFL atheists? All right, it must be because why would man of God upset anyone? This reminds me of a few years ago when D'Angelo Williams was playing for the Steelers and he was fined for the personal uh, message 
He was fined because of the personal message policy because he wore eye black with a pink breast cancer awareness ribbon on it during Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Now you're telling me, NFL, that, you know, this week is uh, Mental Health Awareness Week. Thursday is World Mental Health Awareness Day. If a man was to wear a green ribbon, which represents mental health awareness, if he was to wear that on Thursday night football, he would be fined, okay? Now, the toll that football takes on your body, the toll that football takes on your spirit, and most importantly, the toll that football takes on your mind, if it's one place where mental health awareness should be raised, it's the NFL. But based on this BS personal message policy, that player would be fined. $7,000 just like Demario Davis was. Now, I tell y'all all the time, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but I think this personal message policy has to be adjusted. I think it should be negative personal messages, okay, our self-serving personal messages. There's nothing self-serving about raising awareness for breast cancer on the football field. There's nothing self-serving about giving glory to God, especially when you're a saint, okay? Do you know how many Bible thumpers love the NFL? Do you know how many teams the NFL has in the Bible Belt? So as long as the messaging is not self-serving or encouraging violence to others, which is wild because the NFL is a blood sport that we love to watch because of the violence that happens to other people. As long as that personal messaging isn't negative, who cares? By the way, if the NFL doesn't want his players to give off personal messaging, then the NFL shouldn't do any personal messaging. Just keep it all sports all the time. No personal messaging about supporting veterans. No personal personal messaging about social justice. No personal messaging like uh, NFL Play 60 that encourages youth health and wellness. If the players can't have any personal, personal messaging, neither can the NFL. All right? If that happens, cool. If not, they have to keep getting called out for their hypocrisy. Please give the NFL the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. Ooh, you are the donkey of the day. That's a, that's a nut-ass policy. Salute to Philly. As I wear my sweatsuit that says covered by God right that's now. Right. It's just a nut-ass policy, especially being that the NFL does so much personal messaging. They got all of these different initiatives that, you know, they push, I guess, what could be called personal messages. But when a player does it, it's a problem. Right. I don't get it. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm-hmm. Now, up next, Pretty V will be joining us. Pretty V! Nice. Now, Pretty V, uh, she's a, a huge uh, social media influencer. She was she did the uh, BT. Red Carpet, right? This tonight? She's doing the BET Hip Hop Awards Red Carpet the tonight. Red Carpet tonight. She's right. actually performing with my guy Lil Duval tonight because Lil Duval's hosting. Um, she was on that show on VH, VH1 called Girls mm. Trip mm-hmm. as well. Pretty V out here doing her thing. So we're going to kick it with her when we come back. All right, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. What they do, what they do, what they do, y'all. First of all, tell people who you are. Uh, so, what's up, you guys? Yes, I'm Pretty V. Go by Vina E. Real name, Devana Excel, but I like Pretty V or Vina E better. Um, from Miami, Florida, um, comedian, business owner, um, God's child. There you um, go. All that good stuff. You from Florida? Um, yeah, from Florida, Miami. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Are you aware of this? Oh, Jesus, I do. <laughs> and they Jamaican. You already know the island, girl. Oh, and you Jamaican? Yes. Wagwan, brethren. Both fans are Jamaican. That's all he knows. Both fans are Jamaican. Yeah, I lived in South Carolina for a little while, Columbia. Hey, 803, um, what's happening? Yes, I didn't and, know that. Yes, I'm staying in South Carolina. How um, long? Well, I stayed in South Carolina for like three years. I went to high school there. Really? Yeah. What school? Irmo. Irmo? I 
Went to Irmo. Wow. Went to Irmo. Went to Irmo. Right. Went to Irmo. Then um, went to Charlotte. And um, you lived in I, Charlotte too. Yeah, I lived in Charlotte. <laughs> Stop playing. And then I went to um, <laughs> I went. I lived in Charlotte. And then I had my um radio show in Charlotte. But I started. You did radio too. Yes, that's that was story. Turn it to somebody on my hat radio. though. Hold on, let me plan her. <laughs> you okay, so you ain't even no notes. I know she did radio. So okay. no, um. So this is how it was. So I went to school at St. Augustine University in Raleigh, North Carolina. St. Augustine? I'm just kidding, guys. Stop playing. I'm sorry, guys. And then um, I did four years of broadcasting. And then I had my own show called Lounge 22. We played the 80s, 90s, and today's music. And we talked about relationship topics and all that good stuff. And then I stopped. And then I worked at a pop station in Charlotte. And then I, before then, I was working at B103, interned there. So then I stopped doing that. And then um, I didn't have a job. Depressed, you know, dealing with this dude. Like real depression? Like real, like not real, like depressing, but not like, oh my God. Like it was just, I was just in a dark area. Like I was just like, I was just in this stuff like, oh my God, what, what's my plans? What do I have to do? I don't even know what to do. Like I was doing radio. I was that girl in college. What's the, uh, what's the outlet? What How I, old I, were you around this time? I like this kind of story. How old were you? 26. Okay. At the time. I'd be 28 Um, on the 13th. Oh, so it was a couple years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it, stuff's just started popping up. Maybe it's three years on social media, but like mm -hmm. I feel like it was just a year that I really took started off. took off. And then yeah. you met the baby. I used to work for them. Mm -hmm. Yes, I used to work for them. How did you, how did, how did you meet skip the baby? over the dude that ruined her life too? Now. And no, I don't do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who was this dude? So, oh my God, this Jesus. It was just you know this f boy. I wasn't depressed by him though. I was depressed trying to figure out what the outlet was, what, Got you. what I was trying to do with myself. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna get on my grind. I started applying for for radio stuff, and that's when I got the job in Charlotte, working at the pop station. And then um, I got viral, and I was fighting myself in the street. And then that's when the social media thing took off. Fighting yourself? Yeah, I was like, let oh, my yeah, hair go. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, let you my mean, hair go. Let my hair go. You worked for a hotel too at one time, right? I did. Oh my god, how'd you know that? <laughs> and all oh, you're being nosy. Tell me, how did you know that? No. Okay. Don't put my business out. Hold on. How did you know that? I was working at the Marriott Fairfield. I did. Yes. Okay. Okay. I was working there, and then, but I, and then after that, I, I got fired because I kept missing work. And giving um, out free rooms. Definitely that, and then, um, and then that's when Arnold Taylor, who um, works alongside the baby, salute to Arnold. Yeah, um, and then he was like, "Yo, I got a job for you, administrative work and all that stuff." I said, "All right, let me know." And I was always emailing him back, and I was always like trying to let him know, like, "Hey, I'm still here. Don't forget about me." But I still had to make bread, so I had to work at a hotel. And what's so crazy is. At that time, you know, me coming from college and being involved in everything, people didn't know, like, I was working at a hotel. And no shade, I was ashamed because I was like, oh, my God, like, I know I had to make, have, you know, do what I got to do. But I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm not where I want to be. You know, I was telling people I was I was um, working for the social media. I was doing social media for the Fairfield. <laughs> like, you ain't doing social media for the Fairfield. <laughs> you run Fairfield Twitter. <laughs> I was like, no. I said, I do social media for um, the Marriott. Um, What's wrong with having a job, bro? I know, but it was just like, I just was trying to just keep up what I had going on, and that was the problem. Because what God did was he had to set me back a little bit like, girl, no. You got to work to get there. You I think that's very honorable. You know what I tell people all the time? In order to, you, you can chase your dreams and deal with your reality at the same exactly. time. Exactly. So what did you do for the baby? What did you, what did you do for the um, baby? I was doing an administrative work for Arnold, and then I was doing his college shows, like mm -hmm. helping him plan the college shows, booking him to the college, and I had him at St. Aug. He did other colleges, but just pushing him. He's been doing the music. He was been confident. He was been, he was just been that dude. And we was like, Arnold was like, look, we just trying to push him a little bit more, so we need your help on 
certain things because you had that audience already. Mm -hmm. So let's let I was we was doing skits together. We was whatever, and he still had that drive, and I was like, damn, this look good too. But I can't mess up my job because damn. When did you know you could capitalize off your energy and comedic talent? Um, once Arnold fired me. You know, you oh my God, Corita, I got fired. Okay, for what? Because I was, I was, I was, um, I was focused on comedy. I was doing, I was doing his thing, but then I was like, on the side, trying to figure out, looking up different comedy stuff mm -hmm. on the end. You know, Arnold's the type of guy. He always he taught me. He said never to be comfortable, and I was getting comfortable because mm -hmm. I was around everybody, and I was like, "What up? You know what we doing today? Arnold, I want to get on the road with him. The baby, I want to whatever, whatever, whatever." He said, "No, you need to be in the office." And Man, I was more like, of a oh. friend and family, yeah, than, yeah, yeah, than trying to work. And um, I got comfortable, and then he seen that, and he was like, "Yo, you need to chase what you want to do. This is not what you want to do." Mm -hmm. But then I was just like, "Yeah, he's right. Like, uh, this is not for me. I need to really chase what I want to do." I've got fired from seven jobs in my life. Come on now. I got fired from Taco Bell by my sister. Wow. And my sister was the manager, so she was just like, get the f on. This ain't for you. Right. You know? Yeah, McDonald's definitely wasn't for me, honey. I seen this. McDonald's dude. fired you? Definitely. You worked at McDonald's? I did. And then ended up getting a McDonald's commercial? I know, right? Look, Tell this story. Look, that's what I'm saying. Got fired. Wow. Yeah, you know, I flipping the burgers, I told them I was like, I can't do this. They told me I have to wear the apron, and it was just like the little thing over my head. I was like, ooh. Then I seen this cute dude coming in the car. I was like, yo, I gotta take this off. Can you go to my high school? And then he was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so then after that, I got fired. Wow. What makes you think he wouldn't holler at you at no, McDonald's? No, but still, like, it's just, I don't know. I was just like, yo, I'm at McDonald's. You know, back in the day, if a pretty girl worked at a fast food restaurant? No, nah, well, this wasn't back in the day. This was like a couple of years ago. <laughs> 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 back in the day. It was nice. Right. It's like, what are we talking about? You were no. grown. Right, yeah, like, yeah, no. Yeah. No, and at the time, that was in high school, so. <laughs> then I don't know why I got fired. I just think that it, I was slow at everything. I, was, I wasn't trying to be there. So you work with Little Kim, right? Yes, we did. We just wrapped up Girls Cruise. How was that? It was amazing. Kim is, oh my God, Chili, Maya, all them, Be Simone, um, Shar, Mark Jacobs' husband, and Lil Kim's best friend. Mm -hmm. Amazing, 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 amazing. We, I, when I was doing the red carpet, she was like, I don't want to interview with nobody else but Vino. Where's she at? Wow, and I just felt that was just dope. Aren't you on Kim's album coming out? Yes, I'm on Kim's album. I did a, some, I did a skit for her. It was throughout her album. Uh, it's two parts of it. So you did Chance the rapper too, right? So much. We did, yeah. We did. I did Chance. Um, the same thing with him. Um, just doing some skits and stuff on his record and stuff, yeah. And you got your own music, though, because that's uh, why... Face like, oh, pretty hoe, what? What hey. booty like IV brows, what? And y'all hey. hoes don't like me. Yeah, yeah, Ron Brown's produced it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, you know, I follow you on Instagram, and I find you yes. entertaining. And then uh, Taylor, the girl over there with Ashy Elbow, she said that... Um, ah, what they do, see? She said, she said, I love her song. What's it called? Whole Follow Me? Follow, follow Me. I just I follow I it. The name. Follow Me. <laughs> Let's play Follow Me Ho. We could do it if you guys want to. Of course, yeah. introduce it. Uh, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, so you already know what time it is. You girl, yes, I'm pretty V. You're going to be locked in soon. Then you already know what time it is. We about to drop Follow Me, produced by Ron Browns, period. Yeah. Browns, you got another one. Follow me, you rusty. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Pretty V. Charlamagne? Now, who is your comedic influences? Oh, my God. My favorite comedian is Jim Carrey. Really? Jim Carrey? Yeah. I can wow. see that. Jim Carrey is that, my guy. Because he's an animated guy. Yes. Yeah, a lot of physical comedy. Yes. Oh, my God. He's so animated. And then it comes Martin, of course. And that's and then Robin Williams. And then goes down. But really? Jim, Jim Carrey. What do you say to the older comedians that like are against the new comedians that are popping on oh my God. social media? 
you know, they don't give us a chance sometimes. Sometimes they, like, a lot of people got something to say because we got it so, they think because we get famous so quickly in two days, you know, you go viral, then tomorrow you're famous and then you're in the Ellen DeGeneres chair. I will always try to be a student because at the end of the day, it's something that I don't know that they are willing to teach me. So I'm not going to just be, I'm not going to shy away and say, y'all ran through, like y'all old now. Bye. Let, let's know, because at the end of the day, I'm still a student. Even when I do stand-up on, on stage or hosting a comedy show, sometimes I still get confused. Sometimes I'm still nervous. I, I have anxiety, all that. So with me watching Jim Carrey when I'm on the road or whatever it is, I'm looking for him to like different different jokes or different things, how he transitioned into something, or him just being animated. So, I mean, and they going to always have something to say because this is what's going on right now. And I mean, I just salute to all the queens and all the brothers that paved the way for us to do what we do. That was your first clearly show. studying your craft, though. Yeah. 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 I'm definitely, I'm definitely just trying to figure out how I can just make me better and just try to figure out what's new. Because again, I still got to do social media. Still girls that can't see me on shows, 15-year-olds that got to be like, girl, where this skit at? You know, that can't can't come to my show. So I always got to do something with them on the gram. But I mean, I mean it is what, what it is. What is skit at? Yeah, where the skit at? Girl, we get it. But you in Dubai, but what is skit at? I'm 15. I can't come to your show. So yeah. No, I'm serious. What is skit at? What you mean? Oh, I thought you said what is skit was. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, what is skit at? She broke it down. Like, skit, 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 I've been single for two years, so I don't know what that means. Now, why'd you get mad at B. Simone on um on Girls Cruise? Because she brought up that you sh** on the floor. Yo. You pooped on the floor? <laughs> Where'd you poop at? On the floor floor? Like, squat over and poop? Come on, V. Why did y'all bring that up? Like, you poop poop? Like, three-year-old poop? Um, now I'm okay. I was using the restroom and no shade. I just don't sit on everybody's toilet bowl. Like, I just do a little one out, you know, gracefully. Yes, child. there you go. And then, um, I don't know. When she walked in, she said, what's that on my ground? I said, ground, like a little almond or something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I said, girl, a little almond. What are you talking about? I said, I didn't know. Because I, I was like, what are we saying? B, that's not correct. You was at her house? To her house. So it, and, you didn't hear it hit the floor? No, I didn't hear that. Why would B. Simone do that to you? And Why put would you, on you do that to her? Yo. She didn't mean to. It wasn't intentional. No, I wasn't, no, I wasn't trying to. Did like, you clean it up? Definitely did, but I didn't know it was like a thing. I thought it was, I was, I really was going to say it's DC Young's father's daughter because B. Simone used to watch her, and I was like, yo, that's DC's baby doodle. That's not me. You said you blamed it on DC's <laughs> baby girl, V. What the f? I like, um, do it on Nova, do something, uh, whatever. The, the dog came or something, and she ain't got no puppy. So I was like, somebody. Let's talk and, about and, your aim. Have you done that before? You have that, that, that before. That doesn't seem like a first timer. <laughs> first of all, no, I I know what I did. I did what I did. I don't know what happened. I didn't hear it. It is what it is, and it got on. It was on YouTube. Get a dog. I'm gonna get you a Shih Tzu. <laughs> Shih Tzu? No, I'm for real. Cause then you can always blame it on the little dog instead of DC daughter. No. <laughs> DC, I love you down. Jackie. I love you. I just thought it was Nova's doodle when I came when I went to there. I did not know it came from me. And I think I still don't, I still don't think it came from me. And be like, no, I'm definitely not shaking her hand. No, but no, seriously, I really I didn't I for I thought it was 
DC's daughter coming with her pamper. Gotcha. Or I thought it was. Damn. But it was a little pebble. That's what I'm trying to figure out. B. So it might not have been yours for real. That's what I'm saying. It probably was B. Simone's. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to flip it on B. That's a shit ass bathroom. I thought man. it was B. Simone's oh, dead ass. Man. I thought it was hers, period. And that's how I took, like I said, yeah, that's hers. It was my doodle. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever need a break from social media? Because social oh media can wear on your mental health like a mother. Always getting opinions of other people. The like, likes, the views. Yeah. Like, do you ever need to take a break just for your, your, mental, your mental health? Um, yes. Definitely. Uh, I don't even I don't ride Instagram no more like that heavy because of, you know, um, because of that. It is it, and the likes and all that stuff and you don't think you popping no more when you see your analytics going down. You got five million followers but then you got five likes mm. on a post and it's like now nah, I'm not popping because the world says it and this is like I'm a big overthinker and anxiety and nervousness all that so I'm like oh my god like this video didn't go oh my god this person's doing this this person's doing that and I just have to like no like this is not what it is. You doing what you got to do. And yes, it, it wears it, it me down. Sometimes I don't even want to get on it when I see And I was like, no, I'm in my bad talking about so let's get it. So what is so? No. So. so. <laughs> and he's still stuck on it's the doodle. You just said when goes down, and that's the only thing that pop up in my wow. head. Wow. I'm not going to let them turn you into TV, B. Like, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. Because I know after this interview what's going to happen, it's going to be mad people under your comments with poop emojis and shit. He's telling them to gonna, do it right now. they're going to be like, TV. No, I'm not. Charlotte, don't do that. telling them to do it. What you think they're going to do? He no, just said not. that. You're going to be fine. You get an ill toilet paper. TV now. might be crazy, though. If they start calling you TV, it only lasts for a couple months. A couple months? <laughs> <laughs> That was not my doodle. I didn't know what Beastman was talking about. That they MTV VH1 tried to slide that in the edit. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It really, it wasn't really me. So, so I don't know. So what do you do to validate yourself now when you post videos? If you say, you know, because you don't want to look at the likes, the, all that. No, shit. I mean I do now. I mean that was like, of course we go through it still, but I don't ride it no more. I, I just post and I go because I know God's gonna work with everything I got out. I'm not worried about it because if I do, I get into a space where I think this is what it is, and I'm just like, no. I came here with a direction and a plan, and I'm just like, this is just something that I'm the outlet. And I, again, I haven't sat with the Oprahs yet. I haven't sat with Ellen's yet. I haven't. So, of course, I still want to be consistent on the gram because that's what it is right now. That's mm -hmm. social media. You have to be involved. You have to be consistent, all that. But I don't even, I'm like, look, it is what it is, honey. I'm, at, I'm here. I'm at the Breakfast Club, honey. God Word. is amazing. God is good. There I can't you know. complain. I got to just continue to keep, yeah. Because you got a very bright future, Pretty V. I f with you. Thank you. Charlotte, you always... You always show love. I Thank you. you so much for DMing me back. When I when I seen Envy one time in Atlanta, he didn't really speak like that, but it's cool. Who we was you we was at the little bowling alley, uh, Atlanta when we had the little you had the little the bowling party. Yeah, yeah, we he did. Didn't speak. I said, "What's up?" He, he did. Like no, he was acting like a little bit. No, I did not. A little, just a little bit. I did not. And I was like, "Okay." I said, "Hey, Envy, I love you, you know, down." They told me that you was on the floor, so I was trying to keep my. Ah! <laughs> Is that right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Pretty V, we thank you for joining us. Give me your Twitters you and Instagrams and all thank that good stuff. Thank you guys so much. Do you already know what time it is? Yes, I'm Blood Clot Pretty V. And you guys have followed me on um, Instagram at Yes, I'm Pretty V. YouTube, Yes, I'm Pretty V. People still my shit all day. So just Vina E if you can find me. iTunes, all that. Um, Vina E, Pretty V. I love y'all. God is amazing. God is good. Word. Period. All right. Well, it's Miss Pretty V. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to rumors. Let's talk Michelle Obama. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. So Michelle Obama has a new project coming out. It's called Becoming a Guided Journal for Discovering Your Voice. That will be released on November 19th. It will have an introduction from Michelle Obama. And it will have uh, one, more than 150 inspiring questions and quotes that resonate with key themes in her memoir from Becoming and that are designed to help readers reflect on their personal and family history, their goals, challenges, and dreams, what moves them and brings them hope, and what future they imagine for themselves and their community. So, so this is a brand new book or is this like an extension of Becoming? It's an extension on Becoming. So basically it's kind of like a journal, I guess, that you can do, a companion journal to oh, the book, okay, okay. Becoming. That's her memoir. So you can reflect on your own self and help find your own voice. I read okay. Becoming uh, on the way to South Africa mm -hmm. back last year. Great read. Okay. I enjoyed it. And I went to go see her, yes. I went to go see her at the Barclays when she did her whole discussion, when she did her tour about Becoming. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's talk about Chance the Rapper. He'll be on Carpool Karaoke tonight, and people are, are excited for this one. Here's a little snippet for tonight. Thank you so much for helping me get to work. No problem, man. Now, in addition to this, he's also gearing up for tomorrow. That's when Rhythm and Flow, that's a, a competition show that's going to be on Netflix. That actually premieres tomorrow night. It's a 10-episode season. It's going to come out over three consecutive Wednesdays starting tomorrow night with judges Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and T.I. They end up going to L.A., New York, Chicago, and Atlanta looking for the next big rapper. I, I got with Netflix, and I interviewed uh, T.I. and Chance the Rapper for, for Rhythm and Flow. It's up on my YouTube page now, YouTube slash C to God, C-T-H-A-G-O-D. You can go watch them talk about Rhythm and Flow amongst some other things. Oh, uh, yeah, they're saying it's a really great competition show. So I know we have the screener. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. But uh, I look forward it. to it. You can watch it tomorrow. I got my questions. You know what I'm saying? It just, just I wonder if hip-hop would accept somebody who won off of a competition show. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know how serious they would take that, but we'll see. All right, I would assume that before you got on the competition show, you've been doing your thing, and that's how you even got on there, right? Yes, but I just think hip-hop is a different genre. It's not like American Idol or, uh, you know, The Voice or one of those things like that. But, I mean, yeah, you never know. Because mm -hmm. it's not like they just started rapping to be on the show. I'm sure they've been working hard until they got to that point. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, sure. Right now, Alex Trebek, he said that Cantor is starting to diminish his skills for Jeopardy, and he might have to be forced out of being a host on Jeopardy soon. He's been having his pancreatic cancer treatments, and he had some words about that. I will keep doing it as long as my skills do not diminish and they have started to diminish. I talk to the producers about this all the time now. The chemo has caused sores inside my mouth. Uh, it makes it difficult for me to speak and enunciate properly. They say, well, we don't notice. I said, yeah, I notice those things. That's so damn sad, man. I, I hear really that story. Sad. I hear that story and I immediately start Googling pancreatic cancer. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Then I start wondering if I got symptoms. 
That's just the way my anxiety is set up. I ain't go from my legs start hurting yesterday. I called my wife this morning. I'm like, make me a doctor appointment. I'm a mental hypochondriac. I don't know what the word for that is. You know what I'm saying? But if I hear about it, I swear I'm going to get it. And then I end up having a panic attack because I believe my thoughts become things. So if I think if I think about it too much, it's going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, my God, man. Praise up for Alex Trebek. Absolutely. Well, he was just diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer back in March. And you know, that's a tough diagnosis. Mm-hmm. That's a hard one to beat. So again, our prayers to Alex Trebek, his family, and everything that he's going through. He's been hosting Jeopardy since 1980. Wow. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. All right, Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in right now, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we got to shout to Pretty V for joining us this morning. Man, salute to Pretty V, man. Pretty V is a goddamn star, Okay. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy Pretty V. I want, I want to get Pretty V back in the radio. I had no idea she was doing radio mm-hmm. all of those years, but I can totally see that. But she's dope. And, and when she says that Jim Carrey is her favorite comedian, it makes total sense because she's animated <laughs> just like that. Yep. You know, but she'll be um she'll be with Little Duval at the BET Hip Hop Awards uh, tonight. She'll be performing with him. And also she's hosting the pre-show. Right. With the BET Hip Hop Awards. Her and Ha Ha Davis, man. So yep. salute to Pretty V. Salute to all of them kids that's coming up. All, I don't want to call them kids, but they younger than me. Younger than yes. you. Yes. Salute to them young folks that's there uh, you go. prospering off social media the way that they are, man. Yep. And taking advantage of it like they should. And salute to all the platforms that are recognizing them and not and, and, and realizing that yo, they're, they're not just social media people. You know what I mean? And you got to salute the DC Young Flies and the Just Hilarious because they showed that you can transition to other things. Cardi B. Yep. You know, they showed that you can transition to other things. So salute to them. All right. Now, um, yeah, you out in Detroit. What you doing today? Yes, I'll be talking at Wayne State University today. I'm on a panel there. So um, I'll be moderating that panel. And yeah, so if you're in Detroit and you want to come out and check that out, uh, make sure you come through. It's going to be a great panel. We have uh, Councilwoman, we have uh, we have Kelly Coleman who owns a ten nail spot out here in Detroit. That's where Cardi B did her interview with Bernie Sanders, by okay. the way, which was a big deal. So yes, I'm out in Detroit. All right. Oh, oh I got I got a touchdown in Jacksonville today too, because you know this is a uh, Mental Health Awareness Week, mm-hmm. and October 10th is Mental Health Awareness Day. So I'm running around doing a lot of that, but I'll be at Edward Waters College today at 5:30. Uh, having a conversation about my favorite subject, which is mental health. So pull up on me today, Jacksonville. Oh, oh, thank you, Eddie. Eddie's passing me the times. Uh, 5.30 p.m. in the Adams Jenkins Sports and Music Complex. I'll be at uh, Edward Waters College. There you go. Yes, today at 5.30. All right. Talking about mental health and wellness and all that good stuff. All right. When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. That's right. And we got to, well, listen, I got to be at Edward, Edward Waters College today at 5 30 p.m. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, please, Girlfriends is going to be on Blackish tonight on ABC. If you are a Girlfriends fanatic like I am and you've been praying for closure, you can see Golden. Brooks, Jill Marie Jones, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Persia White reuniting tonight on Blackish on ABC. This is a great moment for us girlfriends for Daddics, man. An amazing moment. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Well, I'll be watching baseball. So now, Charlamagne, leave us on a positive note. Uh, the positive note is simply this there are no limits to what you can accomplish except the limits you place on your own thinking. 
Breakfast Club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?